0: Ready to get into this. Hopefully, you have had a good week. You're enjoying your life. You're enjoying your life inside the hobby and outside of the hobby. Keeping that balance is important. Remember that inside the hobby. Hopefully, you're building those relationships, finding the cards you are looking for, getting those leads, gathering that information, making those decisions, deciding to sell, deciding to buy, deciding to freaking collect because that's why we're here. We're here to collect some damn sports cards, and hopefully you're doing that this week. And also, thank you for spending a little time with me, listening to a little Stacking Slabs podcast, midweek. Let's get into it. Let's go. I'm recording this Sunday morning. My feet hurt, tired, got my coffee in hand. It's a wedding weekend here. It's been a while. It had been a year since I'd been to a wedding. This wedding, I was in, I was a part of, I had the penguin suit on. Tucks it up. My feet hurt a little bit. I was on the dance floor a little bit, getting the groove on. But I'm kind of uh, trying to get through it. I gotta record this episode. I gotta go take the tucks back. You know the, all those things we do when we're in the wedding party. But it was fun. I'm very happy for my friend who got married to the love of his life. It was a beautiful wedding. It was a wonderful time. The food was bomb. Good people. Good connections. Didn't get to spend any time in the hobby, which over the, ever since I had my daughter, it seems like I'd been at home for the last seven months and when she went down for naps. It was hobby time. I didn't get any of that this weekend. So that's okay. I'm playing a little catch up. It's okay to be away for a little bit, I think. And so that was fun. I'm excited to jump back in today as I record this. There are a couple cards that are on my mind and I'm ne- I'm processing making decisions, trying to figure out, do I need these cards? Do they fit inside the PC? Do I need to move anything to get these cards? And so I know we all go through these thoughts, and you're not on an island. You're, you're in good company. When I'm thinking about cards, it's usually about what do I need to do and the movement and the activity. So I'm going to spend a little time doing that today after I record this, but let's get into the episode this episode I just want to highlight stories. Stories are important. Being a storyteller with your collection, with your collecting and is the best way, I believe to give back to the community. It is the best way to wave the collector flag, man. It is telling us the audience why why you buy, why you collect, what you're building. The more we hear that in the community, the more influential sports cards become to each and every one of us because we realize that we are not the only ones who obsess, spend our disposable income, travel, do all the crazy things we do for these pieces of cardboard. We realize that There are motivations outside of the upside and the financial gain. There is a special connection cardboard creates. How's that for alliteration? With everyone. And the more we can tell stories and the more we can share why via social, via audio, video, whatever the medium is, the stronger our hobby gets. And so I just right out of the gates, I'm thinking about this, okay? Thinking about stories, I'm going to highlight some, but I had a conversation with the best man in the wedding. We were chatting, getting ready, come to find out he owns a a collectible store. He's a couple of them. He's got one sports card store that he just opened up and we were talking and I was asking him questions and he was talking about the buying process and the selling and all this and got into this conversation about what I do and what I collect. And he zeroed in on some of the wrestling stuff and said, I showed him some pictures of my Instagram. He said, well, I mean, we're talking Roman Reigns. And he said, well, Roman Reigns just won the unified championship at WrestleMania. Like now is now's the, now's the time to sell those super you have, you know, sell it. Like, and I said, no, 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 no. And so we got into this whole conversation, and he was, Got it. You don't want to sell it right now because you love the actual cards, not necessarily the money that could come on the other side. And we came to this conver- we got into this conversation about personas in the hobby and how collectors kind of keep it all together. And so that was a fun side tangent there. But I want to talk a little bit about some stories I saw this week, this weekend when I was. Um, maybe on my phone when I shouldn't have been, um, but I'm going to share some of those and call it out. And I think storytelling is important. But before we do that, we had a monster mega NFL draft. I'm not a draft analysis. I am not telling you who your team picked is going to take you to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, there's so many great resources of people, local side, national side covering the NFL draft. I just want to say that is something that I'm going to be digging into today is a behemoth, Colts. Definitely the story there and my fandom is loading up on the areas where you need significant help. You know when you, you get it, you should probably get excited about your, your first pick, Alec Pierce, wide receiver, Cincinnati, when Cincinnati fans start messaging you and say, you're going to love this kid. So I was excited to see Pierce. We need the WR help. Next to Michael Pittman, he looks like a really good fit. Colts filled a bunch of needs. We'll see who, who makes it, who doesn't. It's like investing in prospects in the hobby, right? Like only a few of these guys are going to hit. Luckily, on these later round draft picks, Chris Ballard usually does a pretty good job. Um, how'd your team do? What, are, are you excited? It, typically, everyone gets excited regardless, but I'd love to hear who you're excited about, who your team landed. Um, the NFL draft is over. I will be looking forward to typically around the third or fourth college football game, is when I start to look at what they're saying going into the next season. Now we get a little time off. Man, OTAs, training camp, the whole thing's going to get started. It's been going, but I love the NFL, but I can't neglect we got the second round. Of the NBA playoffs coming and some great matchups. Nothing has happened since as I'm recording this, but we got some games this afternoon. So the slates, you got the Heat and the 76ers, some injuries potential over there. We'll see. Bucks Celtics, which to me seems like kind of like the Bucks Nets from last year. It seems like this is kind of the, this feels like it should be the Eastern uh, Conference Championship. Suns Mavs. Card ladder battle over there. Warriors Grizzlies, which is fun and exciting. Playoffs have been good. I've been enjoying this. I feel like a lot of people would say like now is the time where it really gets serious and get gets going. But I'm gonna definitely be dedicating my time to watching these games, see how it all unfolds. Will there be any surprises, upsets? Um, I don't I I don't I've the only team I've publicly said that I really like at this point, which all these teams are good, but I I like the Celtics a lot, so it'll be interesting to see if the Celtics can go toe to toe, which I believe they're favored with the defending champs and what that that whole series looks like. But man, you can't beat it. You can't beat this action. These players, the best players in the world, going at it for the trophy. So it's been an. Ex- I've I've just with no vested interest. I've enjoyed being the casual fan, and I'm going to be digging into it before we get into the stories of the collector. I you know we get these cards in the mail and we start these PCs and you you start acquiring the cards and as you when you acquire them there's a couple different routes you can go one you can kind of start questioning you're like why why am I buying these like is this a good idea or you can every time you get a new piece you can appreciate it and you're like okay when, when when's the next one coming what am I going to do next and i got a couple cards of a new new PC player this week in the mail. And I gotta tell you, it's I'm getting itchy. We all know that collector's itch that we all get. I'm feeling that in full effect. Um, and it's it's exciting, it's an exciting um feeling. And I feel like when we all have these opportunities, and it are they always a good idea to do this? Probably not, but I think it is good to evaluate your position and what you're doing in the hobby and then realize on the other side, is there a chance for me to go start a PC of a new player that's going to allow me to explore cards, new sets, a player's career and history and build that sentimental connection with that player? I'm doing that right now. And you all know, worked out and it hasn't worked out, but I have an affinity for collecting Colts quarterbacks. So by the Colts having a somewhat not somewhat. It is what it is. A revolving door of quarterbacks since the Andrew Luck retirement. It's given me the opportunity to not only explore cards of new players that I want to go in and collect, but it also allows me to explore the career of these new players. And you probably know who I'm talking about at this point, but collecting Matt Ryan has been a ton of fun. I am really, really enjoying it. So, I'm going to tell you the cards that I got in the mail this week. One has been posted. One probably will be posted on my page by the time this goes live. Um, But here we go. So I got a 2013 Panini Select, Matt Ryan, gold prism, PSA 9. First year select, those gold prisms are hard to come by. One came up and I jumped right on it. I just love the significance, obviously, anything gold, first year, but I love the fact that the design, the way they have it framed, the 2013 select set is so bomb. I love the way it looks and in hand, it looks gorgeous. So if you have any of those gold selects from 2013, whatever sport it is, like post them and tag me. I want to repost those cards because they look so pretty. So I got that in the mail. And what I liked about that card too is on the back of it, it says, Unle- Unleashing. Tight spirals all over the field in 2012. Matt Ryan tied Peyton Manning for the highest completion percentage in the NFL at 68.6. Percent able to throw to open receiver, anticipating movement and passing to a space. It should take it, He should take advantage of the plethora of playmakers for another big year in 2013. So I bought that card. Came in the mail. Turned it over and saw the Peyton Manning comp. And that was uh, added spice to the purchase. So I got that card. Then I also got the 2017 Mahomes rookie year. He's okay. (laughs) I got the 2017 Prism Gold. I like shiny. I like gold. I got the Prism Gold Matt Ryan BGS 9.5. Subs are 10 on centering, 10 edges, 9.5 corners, 9 surface. This, like, drop-back mode, just the 2017 prism is just so nice. It looks so clean. Um, And I got it. It's the jersey number, so it's 2 out of 10, which is, again, fun. But, yeah, I'm having a blast collecting Matt Ryan because he's got cards in Upper Deck. He's got cards in Panini. He's got cards and tops. I mean, it's just it's just so many options. So I'm trying to narrow in, obviously. Gold and shiny is a good place to go. Um, but as I'm digging into this and buying these Matt Ryan cards and realizing, okay, this guy is my quarterback. Like I know he's had a hell of a career. I've enjoyed watching them. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at Ryan's place in history, just where he's at statistically. And this is what stood out to me. And what, what's fun about collecting a new player, and most people probably lead with this. Uh, I don't know. It's a, for me, it's a, the, the leading was, okay, he's my quarterback. I like the guy. He's a consummate professional. I'm going to start collecting him. I didn't even look at his stats. I just, it was just like, okay, I know Matt Ryan. He's been the starting quarterback for 14 years. He's got to be doing something right. Okay, I know he's got an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. Then I started digging into the numbers. And two things stood out to me that blew my mind. First and foremost, Matt Ryan is number or is top ten all time in passing yards and in touchdowns, which is wild. So uh, he is eighth all time on the yardage front. With a any sort of uh, decent season, he will be passing Dan Marino this year and potentially Phillip Rivers with a bigger season uh to get six all to move up to six all time. So that that can happen. So pretty decent career for Matt Ryan. And then he is okay, so he's ninth all time with 367 touchdown passes. Big Ben is eighth with four hundred and eighteen. So if he has two more seasons with the Colts, good ones, hopefully he can end up there. But I'm having fun, digging in, collecting a guy, enjoying it, and then just appreciating what comes up what what will happen once the season starts, but all indication and all feedback in Indy is that Matt Ryan is the guy. So I am pumped about him and I'm pumped to collect it, but let's talk about stories. So there are a couple instances, probably even more that happened that I didn't see that reminded me this week about why the hobby is so damn incredible. Okay. So I think surface level mainstream is something like, here's the card. Here's what I bought it for. I can't wait to tell you what I'm going to sell it for. And that's, viewed as kind of success by the alpha money-seeking mainstream hobbyist, okay? Not saying that is bad, but probably not the way you operate and you think about cards if you're listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, your hobby content alternative, okay? So this is where the rub comes in for me, and I'm sure it is for several others. Like I personally, like I, uh, talking about myself, so I have a family, I've got a professional career, I like sports. Um, I only have so much time, and so when I have that time, I want to spend it in the hobby. And I want to collect. I want to connect with others with similar mindset. I don't give a shit about your money. I don't give a shit about um, if you're here to flip cars. You're here to create some arbitrage. Like that's gonna do more damage to the hobby, and it's not why I'm here. But a lot of people over the last two years came in because of this shit. So. Do we as collectors want our, the value of our cards to go down? Absolutely not. That'd be idiotic and stupid. But we also don't want to treat the hobby like a Tuesday night as a degenerate gambler at the MGM Grand, okay? We don't want to do that. That's not why we're here. There are specific things we value that the alpha money seeker arbitrage bullshit opportunities couldn't care less about, okay? So why don't we spend a second to define some of those things that I value, Then we'll move on to the stories. How does that sound? Okay. So the actual cards, like the mainstream wants to talk about the money. We want to talk about the cards. There is reverence we have for these little pieces of cardboard and what they can bring to us. It's the things that they do for us. It's the collecting. It's the chase. It's the relationships. It is all of those things that bring us here. It's the nostalgia. The actual cards, life enhancements, as Chris from Cardlighter Team talks about, it's the stronger connections we have with players. It's what I'm doing with Matt Ryan and digging into his career, watching YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? what am I doing? But it's, it's fun. It's just, it's fun. It's stronger connections with sports. It's stronger connections with the community. Community. Collectors care about it. We care about calling out stuff, people trimming cards. We, we care about that. We care about the friends. We care about the knowledge transfer. We care about the damn stories. And that's what I love about the collector community, the people listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast. So I, I saw a story this week that was incredible, okay? So it was from, you probably saw it. There's a big, i looked at the post, a lot of engagement on this post. Um, from Domen824, massive Kobe Bryant fan massive Kobe Bryant collector. I was scrolling through my feed and there was the pattern interrupt. that stopped me in my tracks. And I think I found his page on my discover feed a, like a few months ago. And I hit follow. just because I was looking through it. I was like, you know what? I think this guy's just a massive Kobe fan. Look at this freaking card. Is this his what's happened? And I think there's so much passion in displayed on his page. And I quickly discovered how big of a Kobe fan he was in the, the, the card, that, um, the card that stopped me in my tracks, and I think it stopped several other people in their tracks this week, was the Holy Grail 1997-1998 Metal Universe Championship Precious Metal Emerald Green Kobe Bryant out of 10. So that card is obviously a monster grail of all basketball cards. But I'm going to, I've got his post up, and I'm just going to read this real quick. He says, here I present you the holiest grails for Kobe Bryant basketball cards, known as the Kobe PMG Green. This is one of the rarest, definitely most sought after sets in the 90s, and is it a cherry on top of, for most player collections. First things first, I need to thank the man that blessed me with this card, along with his cherished Kobe PC. This person is someone very special to me, and we bonded over the 25 years or so collecting Kobe's. We first met in the late 90s at a show called Frank and Sons in the LA area. I immediately connected with him because I noticed his passion for Kobe cards. He had told me he was chasing any and every Kobe card from 96 to 04, including every parallel possible. I was doing something similar, just not that extreme. So over the years, I would chase cards and I know he would need and pretty much help him acquire Kobe's and he eventually had 99% complete of everything. He wanted minus some one of ones, of course. Together between him and me, we have held and possessed almost every Kobe card that has been made in those first eight to 10 years. Unfortunately, things happen in life where you have to move on and prioritize life itself over material things. And when he said to, said to himself it was time to move his PC, he came and told me that I should have and keep, keep the Kobe PC complete. We struck a deal that was very favorable for me, and I can't thank him enough. Although he remained pretty much anonymous during the collection, collecting years, I have to give him recognition of being the OG Kobe Super Collector. Thank you, Ron. Now, I felt compelled to read that caption and felt compelled to read that story from Domain824 because all of that is all you need to know in a card that significant. Needs to be, in my opinion, in a collection like that. And how many people out there with tons of money would want that Kobe card? A lot. However, based on a relationship that was struck at FrankenSons over a player that they loved for 25 years, ended up a 25 year pursuit, that card ended up in the right person's PC. And I think that is incredible. And that is really important. And there is an organic way that relationships happen and cards move in the hobby that don't get discussed enough. So anytime I can share a story like that on this show, by God, I'm going to do it. Congratulations, Dominate24. This card is wonderful. It is a beauty. And what a collection and what a card to add. Story number two, I'm going to shout out my man. Timmer's cards. I came home from the rehearsal dinner. I popped open my phone. And I saw Tim on my Instagram feed. He'd never done a live before. And I said, I got to go watch this. So I'm watching this story from Tim. And I'm, I'm wondering, okay, what compelled him to go live to do this story? And I watched the whole thing. And it was all I think needed to know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. You go to Tim's page, Timmer's Cards, and watch his video and listen to the storytelling behind the 2012 finest Super Fractor Vernon Davis acquisition. Now, some background and context is Tim is a massive 49ers fan. His, the 49ers were in the playoffs in 2011, divisional round, I believe, against the Saints. His dad was sick and he got his family all together to make it to that game. Now, what happened in that game, if you're a 49ers fan, you know, and you're probably getting goosebumps thinking about it. But Tim, on the other side, being a collector, started collecting cards that represented that game. Now, there's a big catch. They call it the grab, not the catch, the grab from Vernon Davis. So Tim was on a mission to get the Super Fractor for 2012 that signified that moment in the game connecting to his fandom, but also a special moment with his family. That's what it's all about, man. That is what it's all about. I think, and I encourage you all, as you're collecting, building your PCs, share your stories. Tell us why you're buying cards. The more we can tell stories around the cards that are in our PC and the reasons why, the more excited and the stronger our community gets. I want to thank Chris awesome conversation. Always enjoy those. Got a lot of good feedback on that. I'm excited to bring in for the second time, my man, Darren Herman at Midlife Crisis Cards. We're going to talk about some of these changing landscapes and things that are happening in the hobby. He's got a very sound perspective. Um, He kind of analyzes what's happening in the market and also is a um, collector himself. He's been picking up a ton of patents. Um, So I'm excited to have him back on the pod. I also want to say, man, I love having a process. I love having things that are happening uh, with cards that now I feel like I've got an engine rolling. I had three cards go up for auction. I sent in a sub at PSA. I always just try to keep things moving. I think this helps me be in a position where I can grab cards that I want when they pop up and have full confidence that stuff is moving. So whether it's always selling, always subbing, And that gives me the confidence that I will have cards to move if that card that's on my list pops up. It took me a while to learn this. I think it's all about putting yourself in a position to grab those cards. I say need. We need these cards. That might sound extreme, but not to the collector. These are the cards that we think about the second we wake up in the morning. It's that go to sleep test. You see this card pop up. You're like, man, that's expensive, but God, that would look good in my PC. I'm going to go to sleep. And when you wake up, That's all you can think about it. That's when you, those are the cards you need and you need to go acquire them. And having a process in place for me of selling, subbing, gives me the confidence that when those cards come up and I go to sleep and I wake up, I can just go hit buy it now. They fit perfectly into our PCs. They fit in the runs that we're building. And I think it's really important. I got one of those notifications that I thought was appropriate. and I'm going to read it out. And it was like, you posted this this time last year in your archive. It it was uh, something I put on my Instagram, and it said, "On to the next one." It's the mentality that next to that's next to impossible to escape. Activity drives results, but we aren't here. Aren't we here to enjoy ownership too? Your latest acquisition might be upstairs in a vault or outside of your house. Slow down. Find one-on-one time. Enjoy it. And I think I call that out because I just think it's so critical that we actually take the time to enjoy the cards that we just bought. Spend some time enjoying them. We always want to do acquire more. We always want to move on to the next one. But spending time with your cards and appreciating them will help you level up. It'll give you inspiration. It'll give you some really good motivation of and reasons affirmation of why you're here and why you collect what you do. I want to close this episode out since it's story time. We need to tell you one more story. And I got this one via DM from doc underscore collects understore cards. He sent me a post with a flawless star swatch signatures of Alshon Jeffrey. And he said, I think, you know, you're talking about stories this week. Here's one. I thought this was pretty good. So he, he sent me this card. And it says, after one year back in the hobby, I finally have a PC. It's been fun getting going. I chose to ride with Alshon Jeffrey, not because he helped elevate the Eagles to their first Super Bowl victory and caught the game's first touchdown pass from Nick Foles in the process. To me, it's bigger than that. My uncle Mike, my godfather, was the biggest Eagles fan. He was also also one of my biggest fans in life. My wife and I got married in 2017. Ten days before our wedding, my Uncle Mike was hop- hospitalized. Nine months prior, he had been diagnosed with lymphoma and underwent chemotherapy. He seemed to be doing well initially, but unfortunately, the cancer reared its ugly head. During the week leading up to our wedding days, condition got worse and worse. The day before our wedding, he was transitioned to comfort care. On the morning of our wedding, he died peacefully with my aunt and my cousins by his side. Later that night, my cousin came to our wedding reception and handed me a gift bag. Inside the gift bag, I found an Alshon Jeffrey jersey my Uncle Mike had brought me for nine, who had bought me for months prior and was waiting to give it to me on my wedding day, and he never got a chance. Two months later, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Something my uncle always dreamed of. And Alshon Jeffrey balled out. Rest in peace, Uncle Mike. Love you forever. That <laughs> getting choked up uh, reading that. But that's what it's all about. It's not about what everyone else in the hobby is telling you and what to collect and what to buy. It's about buying cards because of moments like that. Go check out that post, Doc underscore collects cards. I'll be sharing it. But man, it's what it's all about. We all have opportunities to be storytellers in this hobby. Let's use it. Let's do it. If you like what I'm doing over here, do all the freaking things all the people tell you, but tell a damn friend most importantly. We'll be back Friday. Darren Herman, Midlife Crisis Cards. Take care of yourself. See you on the other side.